0: Hello and welcome to Middle Church Online. I'm Reverend Natalie. We are so glad that you've chosen to worship with us. Thank you for coming. Um, We have a guest preacher this Sunday. Um, Welcome to Zainab Salvi. So let's get right into worship. And before we do, we'd like to take a deep centering breath together. Come, let us worship God. Hi, my name is Tracy Franklin. I am in Washington, D.C. Oh, flags over there. Woo, D.C. And I am she, her, and super happy to be here again. Susie Petta. I'm from Madison,
1: Wisconsin, and she, her.
0: My name is Lauren. Friends call me Lolo. I'm from Queens, New York, she, her. My name's Treslin Drake. I'm in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. My pronouns are she, her.
1: Hi, everybody. I am Ms. B, or Clem Bettis, or Clementine Bettis, and I'm calling in from Brooklyn. And she?
2: My name is Bo Hartman. I'm from Frostburg in Western Maryland, and my pronouns are she, they, and me. Hi, my name is Kia Moffitt, pronouns she, her, oh Lord, from New Orleans, Louisiana. Let's they say the bon ton my mind down
1: and my rising up. Is there any place I can go where I can escape your spirit?
3: day and to all of our friends celebrating Ramadan this month, Ramadan Mubarak, blessed Ramadan, happy Ramadan to you. Uh, For my young friends who don't know, we are in the middle of Ramadan, and it is a beautiful time in the Islamic faith where folks spend a month fasting um, during different hours of the day and praying and reflecting and talking to God. And I think that is just such a beautiful time of community. And I'm so grateful that Middle Church is an interfaith church, that even though we believe in the teachings of Rabbi Jesus, we also know that Jesus isn't the only way to God. And so we can stand in celebration and excitement and affirmation with our siblings of different faiths and honor their traditions and their holidays. What many of you might not know about me, actually young friends, is that I used to be an atheist. I didn't believe in God, and one of the reasons I didn't is because all of the Christians around me thought that my very good friends, who were Muslim, who practiced the Islamic faith, weren't going to heaven um, or were wrong about their faith, and I didn't agree with that. I didn't think that God, who was so loving or supposed to be um would make choices like that, would would decide which children they loved better because I thought that God loved everyone, right? And so one of the things I'm so grateful for about Middle Church is that as a Christian institution, we can stand and declare um, that God does love all people and that anyone's prayers are good prayers and that actually if you spend some time and, and compare all of our different faith traditions and even humanist traditions that don't believe in God, you'll see we have so many more similarities and differences. We all believe in community. We all believe in loving our neighbor. We all believe in being kind to one another. We all believe in sharing and we all believe that God loves us and that God wants a world that is just, um, and which makes everyone feel welcome. And so friends, of course, all the ways that we are similar are beautiful, but there are a lot of ways we are different that are also beautiful. And that's what's so amazing about God's community is that we all have different ideas. And when we come together, that is how we really build this kingdom on earth, this place on earth that is safe for everyone, that honors everyone, that respects everyone. So that's my challenge to you. You know, I love a good challenge. Spend some time with your family and Google the differences in all the different faith traditions that we see at Mental Church. And I bet you you're gonna come up with a lot of really interesting things you never knew about before, but I think that you're gonna be better for it. I think anytime we can be intentional about the way we love one another and learn about and from one another, I think that God smiles at that. So I hope that you'll rise to that challenge with me, okay? Let's pray together. God, thank you for all of our friends of many different faiths who we love very, very much and who help teach us more and more every single day how to love better. Amen.
4: We are
2: I'm Reverend Amanda. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm executive minister at Middle. So glad that you're worshiping with us this morning. I want to tell you a couple of things that are happening in the life of the church. The first is that we are a caring community. We hope that you know that. We care for each other by letting one another know what is happening in our lives, if we need prayer, if we need financial help. If we need anything specific that a virtual coffee or a phone call with a pastor or a staff person or a deacon might help, we share those things with one another. We are beginning a mental health support group led by Diane Gallishaw and Emily Hollenbach that will kick off May 11th. Please head to our website to find more information about that most important gathering and register if it's right for you. Secondly, there are two really important things happening next Sunday that I hope you'll make plans to join us for both. Immediately following worship, we will have a congregational meeting all are invited. It will happen in the Chat and choose space, which is available every Sunday for you all to come in and process worship together. Next Sunday, right after worship, Congregational Meeting, an update on our Rising campaign, on what our plans are post-fire, and what our plans are to continue to do the amazing justice and care and education work that we do in the world. And then following that at 3 p.m., we are sponsoring a multi-faith Justice New York Mayoral Forum, and we would love for you to be there. If you have questions that you want our candidates to answer along the lines of police relations, criminal reform, and low-income housing, please shoot me an email so that we can get it on the ballot for them to talk about next Sunday at 3 o'clock. Spread the word. We hope you'll join us and now let's move into a time of reflection and introspection and prayer recognizing the god and the spirit that is all around us let's pray together now in the form of a song What Amen. And now let's pray together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Pray it in whatever language or way is comfortable to you. There's an inclusive version printed in the bulletin if you'd like to pray in that way. Ever loving and holy God, how will it be your name? Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
0: workshops that we've done on Black Lives Matter and white privilege and all that stuff. I've been in the social groups like New Adventures. Financial distress and I was don't even talk about it to others because I figured that's for me to deal with but never had a church of like an actual church that actually cared. I'm so grateful for middle and my choir family. I know that I
1: have been lifted in prayer a million times and I know that that is what's gotten me through
0: the worst of my days. So Middle has been a constant for me. It has been a very present help in a time of need. And I'm so grateful to my Middle community for welcoming and embracing me.
2: And even though we don't have a building, I feel really hopeful about the community that we continue to be for each other because I see all the ways in which we are looking out for each other. really
3: love uh, connecting with the young people um, and all and, in general, all of the groups that meet together in this time uh, virtually. And on Sunday is also inspirational and gives me some
1: comfort that someday we'll be able, you know, we will be together again and be able to hug again and do all the things that we did uh, before the pandemic. everyone. Ramadan Mubarak to our Muslim family. We're so glad to recognize this time in your spiritual life. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to see you today. Um, Today's scripture lesson is Psalm 23. And many of us memorized this when we were little kids. Um, many of us in the King James version. So I just want to invite you, if you want to say that with me today, please do say it the way you know it, um, the way it's comfortable to you. And I'm going to say the King James version, just for you know, just for nostalgia. Listen to the Word of God. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I am so honored today to introduce my friend Zainab Salbi. Uh, Zainab is an author, a philanthropist, a humanitarian a news person, a television personality, but all that is not the most important thing. She has the brightest light in her soul, the most amazing connection to spirit, and she is going to speak with us today about some lessons she's learned through her spiritual connection about how life keeps working. Zainab, welcome to our community once again. We're glad to have you.
5: Thank you, Jackie. Thank you so, so much. And what a, uh, I'm touched deeply, not only by your introduction, by the prayers um, that was done uh, for Muslims. Um, you know, I come as a Muslim. We have been demonized. We continue to be demonized in the world. Uh, my people have been called terrorists and violent and all kinds of names and have been pillaged and continue to be raped and killed and and um, displaced from different countries and different homes Um, and so it's um, to then to come here and to see a prayer and a reminder for everyone um, that of our unity and our connection touches my heart deeply and it is part of what I want to speak today about It's how to how I end up coming to learn to trust life. There's a verse in the Quran. Um, it says, and uh, when we recite the Quran, we always say, in the name of God, the most merciful, the most gracious. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa an takrahu wa huwa It says, sometimes you hate uh, things happening to you, but you will learn that is ultimately for your good. And it's really hard to understand that, you know, as a youngster uh, growing up in Iraq, I was like, when things, when bad things happens to you, you don't understand. How could that be good for me? And as someone who has always had a loving relationship with God without any definition of what God is, means or what and how i grew up with a mother who told me don't see god as one thing see god as everything see god in the flowers see god in the sand see god in the trees See God in the air and so i that love for god is always very present since my childhood as god as the everything And when things happened to me, you know, when I was raped or violated and displaced and taken away from my family and when I witnessed my country raptured and destroyed and when I then end up working in war zones, I I founded Women for Women International that works in war zones and I see the awful acts of inhumanity. I did not understand that Quranic verse. How could God says, God, that's supposed to stand for love and justice and fairness. How could God says some things, you know, you may think uh, sometimes things bad happen to you, but they're ultimately for your good. I did not understand that. And, you know, and I think when we love God, we have a relationship with God. And at least for me, that relationship was loving. And then when I encountered all the bad things in my life or I witnessed all the bad things that in humanity that I witnessed I was angry I was angry uh, I, at God and I, I I did not and I was mad and I was like did not speak to God for a while because how could that happen how could that happen I don't understand and then I encountered um, a Rumi poem, and Rumi is a 13th century Sufi poet, and Sufis, as I'm sure most of you know, believe that um, the connection is uh, directly with God, and that we are each, as humans, are to empty ourselves from all the things that, um, all the muddy stuff, uh, to clear ourselves so that God can whisper through us and came, and so we can become the flutes that God can make music through us. So that's what Sufis, says, it's like, how do you empty yourself? Ramadan today is about and a process where where we do not have food or the distraction of, our, of life gets in the way. So it's a month where you do not eat from sunrise to sunset, drink from sunrise to sunset, but nor smoke or gossip or do any mean things to anybody and a month of purity, so you may allow for God, you know, the space for God to whisper through you, to make music through you, and so I hear this Rumi poem, and and he says it's called the guest house, and it says this being human is a guest house, every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thoughts, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond so how how can we transfer this pain and despair the loss of loved ones the injustices the burning of our homes, the killing of our people, the, the raping of the women, the pillaging. How can we transfer this, emotions, the anger, the rage, into a state where Rumi is saying, be grateful to whatever comes, or what the Quran says, it may be good for you, ultimately you'll learn that it will be good for you. How could we transfer that? Well, I have come to learn not to judge emotions, you know, a lot of you know, people process different emotions in different ways. We are now going through some people are suffering from anxiety or loneliness or depression or rage or anger or despair and all of these emotions. And I used to be afraid of these emotions. And then at one point I decided to actually let that let each emotion be in fully in. let me embrace each emotion. Let me embrace the rage. Let me embrace the loneliness. Let me embrace the despair and the anger and the pain. Let me embrace all of that. Let me embrace the joy and the love. And what I, the switch of the, in my mindset about emotions was before you are afraid of these emotions. So, like, and you judge them. And when I decided to embrace uh, them, whatever emotion it is, I became a student of that emotion. In other words, you know, sort of like, oh, so that's what loneliness means. When you let yourself be lonely or when you let yourself be be in despair or anxious or rage or anger or loving or just, oh, so that's what it means. You be, It becomes like a book that I study all its corners, all its pages. And eventually I learned to get out of it once you studied it, like any other book, and it becomes a book in the shelf of my library. And one day when I meet someone else, I look at these, I understand the emotion in myself rather than judge their emotions. So then again, how do I, how do we move the emotions from the pain to the gratitude, from the pain to understanding, actually, this could be good for us. Um, You know, and, you know, here's the thing about emotions. I learned that when when I make it me, then I'm not growing. But when I make it a study of the emotions, then I am growing. So it's the goal here is not to always be in a state of love or always to be in a state of anger or always be in a state of joy or always be in a state of despair. The goal here is to actually move in all the emotions. You know, again I quote Rumi. And in the poem, he says, when the hands is always open. Or the hands is always closed and there is no movement. Basically, if it was, if it were always a fist or always stretched open, you would be paralyzed. Your deepest presence is in every contracting and expanding, the two as beautifully balanced and coordinated as bird wings. So the goal here is not to stay in one emotion, but to expand it. And extra contracted and understand the meaning of each one of it. Again, how does that, how does someone like me who have witnessed women's breasts being cut, witness women being raped in front of the whole village, witness my home country destroyed and millions of people killed, witnessed mothers after mothers, raped and pillaged and burned, witnessed the demonization of my people as I witness demonization of other people. How could I transfer that rage at injustice into a sense of gratitude and trusting, most importantly, trusting life? So I was in working in one of the war zones. I worked in war zones for 25 years in my life, and that's when you witness the worst acts of humanity. And I was entered. I entered in Bosnia, uh, a Sufi shrine, and in the Sufi shrine, they were written uh, in the corners of the room the 99 names of God in Islam. So God in Islam is neither birth nor born, is not, uh, does not have a, a child or a, a parent. God is the all, and God has 99 names. And it was my first time, even though I grew up a Muslim, it was my first time to realize that something about these names is contradicting to each other. God, for example, is the all-forgiving, and God is the all-dominating. God is the giver, and God is the taker. God is the merciful and God is the punisher. It is the contrasting of all of these emotions. And God, the hundredth name, is in the all, is in the all. So again, how does you how does one reconcile this emotion within ourselves? Do you reconcile uh, uh, uh the, the contrast in God, the injustice about this world into a sense of understanding, wow, this is actually have evolved me into something else. Well, I I can only tell you about the moments of my own reconciliation. And it came always through heartbreaks. And the heartbreaks first was personal. You know, I, as I told you, been through a lot of displacement from my country, I was, you know, in an arranged marriage, abused marriage, I was raped, all of these things. Then the heartbreaks was at witnessing at the injustice of humanity. Then the heartbreaks was at the note, witnessing the demonization of so many people, not only Muslims, but as, as we are right now, indigenous people, African-American people, all people who are marginalized over centuries and generations. And, and it, that made me angry and rage still is. And then, then I died. I died. And in in, these, in all of these heartbreaks, I mean, I died. I literally died. I actually had a health crisis in which life ceased to me. And in these heartbreaks, there are pauses, pauses in life. Everything stops. As My teacher, Angela's Arian, a Basque shaman, who says, everything about life is slow to medium. The rhythm of life is slow to medium. But us humans move so fast, so fast that we stop noticing the rhythm of life. And in the pauses of life, and in my case, that sometimes it forces itself on me, obviously we don't choose bad things to happen to us. In these pauses of life, you sort of slow down into the rhythm of life, slow to medium. And in that slow to medium rhythm, I can only tell you what I have come to learn is that I have heard heard Earth's Heartbeat. As I had come to witness, as we all have come to witness in the last year, spring's arrival slowly after winter. Is I have come to learn the goodness of humanity despite all if I I have come to learn that truth does come out. The Nat Turner's uh, people of the world, the Nat Turner's story of the world does come out full circle and shows the justice of it and the injustices of it. The what happened to indigenous people and and their wisdom and the pure and the knowledge they have from being demonized to executed to now honored as the right thing that we all need to do for this earth does come out. I have come. I have come to learn that ultimately truth does come out. I have come to learn to trust in the goodness of humanity because in these pauses, love does emerge and people do, and they are good people who do emerge and community and family and friends do show up. And then that spring always emerges after every winter and that in these pauses, I have allowed for me to arrive to my heart center. And that is where I found God. That is where I found God. And so I have reached a point You know, they say there's uh, age, something about age. In my 50s, I don't know, maybe it is true. I have reached a point, I can tell you, that I am so grateful, so grateful for every pain I have encountered in my life, for the dictator that ravaged my country, for the wars I have encountered, for the injustice and the gossip and the betrayals and the backstabbing. I have come to be so grateful for all of that line that hurts me of people and of circumstances because they have each made me who I am. Each made me who I am, a woman who has learned to arrive to her heart center and find God within and to trust life. So how grateful I am for all of life and how trusting I have arrived to become that justice shall triumph and hope will is, and love is always ultimately gonna be bigger than all. Ultimately is gonna be bigger than all. And with that, I thank you for allowing me to share what I have come to learn in my life experience and to honor and share with you the celebration of Ramadan, this month, a month that allows us to empty ourselves from the distractions of our lives and to be back, allow the space to arrive to our heart center. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend uh, Lewis, for allowing me that space to share. Mm
0: i Palmer, and I love Middle Church. And I'm so honored to be here to talk to you about Middle Church today, mainly because I'm not Christian. It's one of the reasons why I love Middle so much. It's a place for people of any faith or no faith at all. No judgment. Most people know by now the story of how I found Middle in the first place. It was a Sunday morning. My daughter, who was two, woke up and I said, what do you want to do? You want to go to the playground? You want to go to the park? And she said, church. We are not churchy people. We had never set foot in a church. we had never even mentioned the word church. So I said, okay, I think I saw one up the street. We'll go and we'll take a quick look, but we're not going to stay. So I put her in the stroller. We went all the way up to this beautiful stone building that was up 2nd Avenue. The golden doors swept open and there stood a vision of Jackie Kennedy in a pink suit with a pink pillbox hat and a perfect brunette coif. He said, welcome. So we came in, but we sat in the back near the door because we weren't gonna stay. Onto the stage strode a woman in shining robes with long dreads and she said, just as you are, as you came through that door, we welcome you. From that point on, honey, it was a roller coaster. There was a puppet show, there was music, there was dancing, there were hugs, there were handshakes, there were all these people chattering, all different kinds of people, every age, every race, everything. It was amazing. <laughs> as an activist, so many times I'd heard the word God used as a, as a cudgel, as a weapon against people. But here, every time I heard God in that church that day, I heard another O and I heard the word good. We are all made in goods image. Trust in good. Believe in good. That's a theology I could get behind. I've become a better producer from the love and support that I've received here at Middle. That's how I could put on something like Deacon Dance or Rev Love Rising. I get all these opportunities to do something for the community in in a way that lights me up as well. So can you. Time, talent, and treasure. That's what powers this family, this community, this movement. And here's how you can help. To donate to Middle's operations and ministry, go to Middle's website, middlechurch.org slash donate and click the donate button. To support Middle Rising, to rebuild after the fire, go to middlechurch.org slash rising and find the donation form. You can also give to Middle on the Facebook page or do what I do and make a gift via text message by texting give to 917-924-4666. You can also send your gift through Venmo at Middle Collegiate Church. Thank you. And thank good.
6: Somehow, we'll
4: soon make a change. We are all a part of God's great big family. And the truth, you know Love love is all.
6: The choice we make is We're saving our lives It's true, we make a better day Just just you you and me. me
0: Someone to help you to rebuild after the bubble's gone We are the world, connected by a common bond Love, the whole planet, sing it along Alright, Miller, you need to sing it with us In four,
4: three, two, one, sing we it! Are we are the world, we are the, we children. Are the children We are the ones to make the bright days so The day to start
0: Lord, we thank you for these gifts and for the gift of Middle Church, your beloved community. May we use these gifts to continue to be your hands and your feet and your heart in this world. In your many names we pray. Amen. We are
4: the world
1: Thank you everybody for that beautiful worship. Zainab, thank you so much for that powerful reflection. And friends, Zainab is coming to chat and chew. If you'd like to talk with her and me, we'd love to have you. Hear these words of a blessing. We are the world. We are the children. We are the ones we've been waiting for to make a brighter day for all of us. And some of this work is interior. Emptying ourselves out, slowing ourselves down to the rhythm of the world so we too can find God at our heart's center. Go looking for God everywhere. Amen.